There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. open on a crude black and white digital screen. One after another, concentric circles bloom from a center point, expanding and then disappearing, each coinciding with the rhythmic beeping emitted by this chronoton detector. We then zoom out from our tight close-up to reveal the hand and then the rest of the body of Penny White holding the chronoton detector as she, Angela Atticus Jr., and Saber Muto continue to hack their way through the jungle of Chillhaven's scar. That's us. Yeah. Wee. I think this time Penny's leading the way with the detector and is using um, her telekinesis to like push all the branches and stuff out of the way to create a little path for everyone behind her, and she's feeling real good about it too. That's so freaking cool. Penny, you're so cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Penny blushes. Angela's following behind, and she's holding hands with Saber um, with her one hand. We should say, too, Angela, that your uh, previously destroyed plant hand has uh, almost completely grown back to its original size following your rest and recuperation back here in the regular world. Mm-hmm. And then in her big hand, she has her sword in her hand. She's kind of just dragging it along and like spinning it around just as backup for Penny. But Penny's got this. She's just using her cool powers and knocking everything out of the way. I think a couple of times you accidentally spin your sword through Saber. (laughs) Sorry, Saber. Uh, Oh, you got me. Oh, no. I'm dying again. Now I'm going to hell for ghosts. Oh, no. I will never love again. Hell for ghosts. (laughs) Y'all okay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> a spider jumped through my head. Ew. I don't like it here. Okay, well, we're almost We won't done. live here then. Yeah. Not, not even any flat surfaces to skateboard on. Oh, man. You shouldn't be skateboarding right now. Listen, we're on a mission. I'm not skateboarding right now. I said if it's this is a sucky place because you can't skateboard here. Well, soon it's going to... Be back to normal, and you can do kick flips all off the side of whatever you want to. I'm going to do kick flips all off the side of every part of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do a kick flip. Do a kick flip. You all 
hack your way through a little bit more of this primordial jungle before emerging into a bit of a clearing. This is the biggest open space that y'all have encountered yet in the Scar. Uh, you step out through the tree line and find yourselves in what feels like a prehistoric grassland. The grass is waving in the wind before you. It comes up about waist high on all of you. And in the distance, you see more jungle, more scar. But just before that, you all see a strange-looking black barn. Kind of spooky, though, huh? It looks really scary. You think this is where we're going? Uh, probably. Let's find out. And Penny keeps walking towards it, holding the detector out. Penny, as you're walking towards this barn, which, when I say it's weird looking, even from a distance, you can tell that this barn is about three times as tall as any barn you've ever seen before. What? It's like a five-story building but a barn. It looks as though somebody grabbed a barn by the roof and dragged it up out of the ground only to reveal lots more barn underneath <laughs> and then kind of left it there. It towers over the surrounding landscape. Penny, as you uh, continue to lead this party to the barn, mm -hmm. you trip over something in the grass. Ow. You okay? I don't know. Penny looks down. Yeah, you look down and you see a petrified wooden sign attached to a couple of rotted metal broken chain links. And you brush away the grass from it, Penny, and the dirt of ages to see a crude outline of a wood-carved sign, which still reads Clarkson's Horse Ranch. Clarkson's Horse Ranch. And I'm going to say, Angela, you probably haven't heard of Clarkson's Horse Ranch. Penny, you'd probably know Clarkson's Horse Ranch. It's the horse ranch in Chillhaven where you go when you're a kid to go sit on a pony and like walk around on some trails and mm -hmm. ride around in a circle and what have you. Yeah. You know, you pay $7 mm -hmm. and you get to ride around at a slow walk on <laughs> some beautiful ponies. Love it. What's the reader doing? The chronoton detector. Penny holds it out. It's beeping. It is beeping. Faster than before? Where are you pointing at? Towards the house. Towards the barn? Yeah. It's beeping, toward, move it, point it away from the barn. It slows down. Point, right. point it back towards the barn. <laughs> yep. It speeds back up. I think, I think it's there. Y'all ready? Ready as I'm going to be. We cut back to the Lynn residence. More specifically, the basement laboratory of the Lynn residence a.k.a. The Boy Zone, where we rejoin Zeke and Zeke and Heck and Dick Spangler. Oof. Alrighty. We've got to get this item, get back to the lab. Hey, wait a minute. Do we need something for us? What do you mean? Well, we're all time messed up. Do we need a valuable object that's important to us? Oh, yeah, I guess we do. Is that going to stop the... Th Things that Meredith showed us from happening? You saw the same stuff that I did inside that chronoscope, right? We should probably address that at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. I just want you to consider the fact that, you know, I know you don't like Meredith for whatever reason. She's uh, a super villain, Dick. She's a literal super villain. That's not my experience. And my experience with the Indigo family has been uh, incredibly positive. And in the time that I spent with her, she seems cold and focused, yes, but also incredibly brilliant. You know, you saw the kind of state that I was in when I ran away from y'all at Florence's house. I don't know, up from down, left from right, or or nothing. But, you know, Meredith and her team found me out out at the ship. She took me in. She explained everything to me, explained what was going on with me, how it was all explicable by science, and how it had allowed her to receive your message, Zeke, from the future. And she showed me what that future was like, just just like she showed you. And Zeke, if that future that we saw has even a possibility of being something that comes true, that's, partner, that's something we got to put a lot of energy into stopping. Because that was a horror unlike anything my little cowboy eyes have ever witnessed. I agree with you. But I think Meredith has a relatively one-track mind when it comes to how to stop these things. And I'd like to look for some alternate routes. All right, I just need to know that you're taking it serious. Absolutely, I'm taking it seriously. I'm not really thinking about it right now, but I promise that I will take it seriously at some point. Yeah, okay. I trust you, Zeke. Young Zeke immediately starts to blush, and old (laughs) Zeke says, I trust you too, Dick. Just tell me where you need me. Stay here. Stay here. Stay here. You need to stay here. Not the answer that I was looking for. Listen. Sounds boring. Listen, Dick. (laughs) Just been standing around a lab for a long time. Now I'm going to stand around another more lab again. I know it's not. (laughs) I know that you're an action-adventure boy, and this is neither action nor adventure for you, but... He shoots his guns into the air. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Good thing Dad laser proofed the ceilings. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's um, it's been a really tough couple of days, not knowing where you were, and not knowing if you were alive or dead. And I, I just don't know if uh, I'm going to be very effective if I am still worried about whether you are alive or dead. And I would just feel better if you stayed here and stayed safe. Okay, but you got to do something for me. Okay. When all this timey-wimey business is done with, you got to promise me that we are going to shift our focus solely to abating the apocalypse that we have witnessed with our own eyes. One catastrophic calamity at a time, Dick, but uh, yes, I promise. All right. And I hope also that after we fix this, you would maybe consider... Going to a Halloween dance with me. It's maybe not the time for that, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. All right, we're going to go. Heck, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Just something to think about. (laughs) Okie dokie. I'm going to stay here and process that and everything else that I have been exposed to. Bye, Dick. It's so good to see you again. (laughs) Goodbye, old Zeke. (laughs) Goodbye, old Zeke. (laughs) Um, Goodbye, Heck. Oh, uh, yeah. Goodbye, Dick. You'll... um, Anyway, I'll see you later. We cut back to the other more rest of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're the other more. Mm, mm, mm. We're dancing. <laughs> Voguing our way to the barn. To the barn. We cut back to uh, to y'all, and um, our camera starts out 
way up high in the sky what above this waving amber grass. Amber waves of grain. These, no. Above these amber waves of grain. <laughs> uh, as we watch Angela and Penny and Saber, their tiny, tiny little forms carving a small path through the grass. And then the camera crashes back down earth, spinning, spinning, spinning around in circles. Glimpses of the barn flashing past us over and over again. And then we're back on the ground with y'all. As y'all approach the barn, this tall, teetering horror barn, you see that the, the main entrance, the barn door, if you will, the barn door is closed. And unfortunately, the barn door itself seems to have copied up and stretched up and elongated with the rest of the barn, causing these doors, these huge, tall barn doors to sort of warp into place. Uh, you can tell even just walking up to them, they're going to be too heavy and too stuck for y'all to have any chance of getting open. But you are able to see on one side of the barn a hayloft entrance that did not scale up with the rest of the barn and is only about one story up. The other thing you notice as y'all make your way up to the barn is this canopy of forest that lies beyond the clearing and beyond the barn. The edge of that forest is pretty close to the barn, maybe only 20 or 30 yards away. And you don't see anything in the forest, but you do see this canopy all the way at the tippy tops of the trees shaking and moving. Okay, I think I see where to go in. All right, lead the way. Okay, we got to be quiet, I think. I don't know, there's something moving in the tops of the trees back there. Angela looks up and around. Let's just do our best. And they start heading towards the side of the barn where the hayloft is. Okay. Tiptoeing. Tiptoeing always. Always be tiptoeing. Mm, always be tiptoeing. You all uh, approach the side of the barn. As I said, the hayloft is up near the top of where the top of barn would have been before barn got too tall. Mm -hmm. The rest of the barn towers above you. And y'all really feel like the precarity of this barn now that you're close to it. Like it feels like it could topple over on you at any second. Saber says, she looks up at that uh, that lofted door, and she says, I guess it's a good thing I came after all, huh? Why? Oh, because of this. And she flies up to the level where the door is, way above y'all's heads, and phases through inside. Oh, oh she, not, bye, Saber. Yeah, bye. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Can Saber pull us up? I don't know. Saber! Saber! So just then, you see that loft door pop open and an old, well-weathered hempen rope cascades down <gasps> from the doorway, ending just before hitting the ground. And you see Saber pop her head out and say, I found this rope. Oh, thank God. But yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. God, I'm going to break it with my fucking big ass hand. Going to weigh it down. I'll like give your butt a push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Angela's pretty strong and tough. So she's going to climb up. Roll to act under pressure. Jeebus. That's a seven. Okay. Penny. Mm-hmm. You push on Angela's butt mm. and give her a little boost. And Angela, you start climbing up this rope. Doing it rappel style, climb 
with your hands, feet against the barn. Batman up. TV show style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Angela, it's slow going for you. You know, you've never climbed like this before, but you sure do haven't. feel the strength, your kind of newfound strength of your new woody body. As you put one big hand in front of one little hand and start to climb your way up the side of this big, tall barn. I wouldn't say it's a little hand. I would just say it's <laughs> the size of Angela's hand she had before. Teeny, tiny hand. You put one big hand in front of one regular-sized hand. Well, that's not regular. Right, Angela's regular size hand. <laughs> it's not anyone's regular hand. It's There's Angela's no regular hand. size of a hand. You that's put ludicrous. one hand that's... <laughs> Big for Angela in front of one hand that's the size it's always been. These are the important issues. <laughs> I will die on this cross. Yeah, you're going to die on this barn. I'll catch you. Angela, as you were about halfway up between the ground and this lofted door, so you're hanging precariously now probably 15 feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Penny, you hear that rustling from the edge of the jungle again, and then you hear... A bellowing scream from high up in the canopy of the trees. And then moments later, something emerges. Why? <laughs> Why? You got a mixed success. No! I'm giving you a hard choice. Penny, you crane your neck to get a better glimpse of the thing that is now bearing down towards you from the forest. Mm-hmm. At first, you think that maybe four spindly trees have come to life from the woods and emerged together. And as your eyes make out this strange form, you realize that what you're actually seeing are four horse legs that have been grotesquely stretched up to towering heights. Angela, you now see too. These horse legs stretch up beyond even how high you are up on the barn before meeting a massive, misshapen horse torso, out of the top of which you can just see the form of a twisted, monstrous human being. This human form, emerging from the horse form, lets out another one of these horrible screams and charges at you, Penny. We smash cut to the two Zeeks and Heck Gently, who themselves have just arrived at the Scar. Yeah, I think we got here on Hoverboard, obviously, but I think like Angela and Penny, upon arrival at the Scar, the Zeeks determine that like this is going to be great terrain to Hoverboard over, so they hop off and telescope it and stick it back in their backpack, and I think we are trekking through on foot. Uh, I'm going to say that old Zeke has like, taken the lead and mm-hmm. is out in front of Heck, but it's also uh, easily uh, blocked by obstacles that would be easy for anyone else to get past. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, we see uh, the Zeeks leading the way into the scar and just, like, crashing into bushes and underbrush and stuff <laughs> and until the point where Heck just, like, kind of leans over them and moves things out of their way for them from Aww. behind. Yeah, which they don't see or notice as they continue to just walk confidently. Uh-huh. And Heck says, um, wow, I can't believe this all just grew up right in the middle of Chillhaven. Yeah, I mean, grows kind of a, a, a stretch. It, it sort of just a, 
appeared here. This is what used to grow in Chillhaven. Or, also, what will grow in Chillhaven. Are you from the past, too? Uh, oh, me? I'm not, but I think some of this stuff might be. And he points it just like a weird bug flying around or something. Yeah, you point at a dragonfly with two heads and a pterodactyl's brain. What? <laughs> and Hex says, oh, yeah, that does look super old. Yeah, and also, also some of this stuff might have just be from never. I can't believe there used to be bugs like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what's the plan? How do we, how are we finding this place? Did you build like a detector or something? Uh, Angela sent us a map. And Zeke pulls out his phone to look at the images that Angela sent along. Yeah, so... What you have, Zeke, is a Google Maps-style satellite shot of the Scar over Chillhaven, on which four stars have been superimposed. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all are at the basically the end of the Scar, opposite from where the rest of the group is at, uh, making your way towards one of those stars. But that is the level of detail that you have available to you. Maybe we should have had Vesper build us one of those detectors. They would not have done that for us. <laughs> That's probably accurate. I don't know. I, I feel like we just kind of wander around until we see some weird shit. Well, it's we just follow the ley lines of the town. The ley lines of the town? Oh, have you not studied the ley lines of the town yet? That's going to become really important. There's going to be this whole, like, army of ghosts. It doesn't matter. Research your ley lines. Anyway, we're just going to follow the ley lines of the town because that's probably going to take us uh, to the highest concentrated point of spiritual energy. The ley lines probably had a way of drawing the rocket ships to them. They have a way of bringing weird shit to them and making them even weirder. Hex says, uh, how do we follow the ley lines? Ah, well, for that, we'll need these. And Zeke uh, pulls up an empty hand and he says, uh, oh, right, not my body. I don't have my dowsing rods on me. Hmm. Ooh, I've got it. And I want to snap off a couple car antennas is what I want to do. Are there car, like parked cars around? Yeah, Zeke, you see um, emerging partially from the ground like a freshly tilled boulder on a field. The front end of a large Cadillac covered in moss and mostly rusted away. But you do see the antenna sticking proudly out. Ooh, okay, here we go. And old Zeke snaps the antenna off and then also snaps it in half, which I'm guessing is probably fairly easy to do because it's old. Yeah. Uh, And uh, old Zeke, both halves of the antenna in his one hand, hands a half to young Zeke and says, okay, we're going to have to do this together, all right? Now, you're just going to close your eyes and feel the vibrations of the ley lines and the dowsing rods and let the vibrations lead you. This sounds made up. This does not sound real. Trust me, that's what I thought too, but it works. Zeke, a lot of stuff you say sounds made up too, but you're like the smartest person I know. So let's just trust old you. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm only going to get smarter, huh? Well, uh, don't count on that. There's going to be a whole cup. I don't want to keep giving you spoilers. All hey, right. old Zeke, what's this big scar on the back of your head? I never noticed that before. Oh, that's from where I tried to remove my own brain. <laughs> no! 
Yeah, so the Zeeks both uh, close their eyes, and as you do, they hold the dowsing rods uh, loosely enough to let them fall where they will, but firmly mm-hmm. enough that they don't just tumble out of our little baby hands. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, <laughs> with our eyes closed, we just start taking trepidatious steps in the direction that the rods lead us. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately, you hear a loud snarling noise, and then a wet slap uh, and some crashes of branches. And Hex says, uh, okay, go ahead and keep going. You're good now. Angela is looking at Penny terrified and is going to reach her hand down and be like, Penny, jump up. I can catch you. Penny's jumping and boy, can she not jump high. I don't know that she's ever jumped before. <laughs> we just, our camera is like a little bit of a distance away as this horrifying, long-legged, big horse girl. Uh, we love a horse girl. We love a big horse <laughs> Shout girl. Shout out to Riley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Riley. <laughs> Tramples towards y'all as we see Penny just like impotently just like hopping <clears throat> a few inches off of the ground waving her arm in the air towards Angela's Come hand. on, Penny, you can do it! I don't think that I can do it. Um, uh, okay, okay, um. We can fight it. Yep. Okay, so I think that Penny, so Penny has been thinking a lot about every time this eyeball force has taken over her body, and she always floats. Yes. The EBF. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, eyeball force. Eyeball force. <laughs> um, so she would like to use it for herself to float up to that window. Okay. So, we see Penny impotently, limply hopping. Hopping is even a generous word for what she's doing. (laughs) Sort of just like (laughs) skipping, (laughs) desperately trying to propel herself off of the earth, but only getting an inch or two up at a time. Oh, I can picture this. (laughs) And then we see Penny land and her knees bend. And we see the, we super close up and we see the tension in her leg muscles. And then our camera zooms up and super close up shot of her face as her third eye pops open. Hello world. <laughs> we, the eye pops open and we see like some leaves and pine needles rise up off the ground beside your feet. And then a burst of air as Penny launches herself up in slow motion, we see her hand reaching up inches away from Angela's, but she hasn't quite propelled herself far up enough. Angela, what are you doing? Um, I, Angela is going to go down a little bit mm-hmm. and then try to grab Penny's hand and... Yeah, so Angela, you lower yourself down on this rope a little bit. This ginormous horse monster still bearing down on you. You manage to extend your arm and you actually feel, Angela, as you're reaching down towards Penny, your arm literally extending as these vines unfurl from your musculature and push themselves out a few inches longer. And you're able to grab Penny's hand and with all of your strength, launch her up. And we see Penny arc delicately, effortlessly up through the lofted barn window, right as the rope holding Angela up. Oh my God. This dusty, 
moth-eaten old hempen barn rope <laughs> snaps. And Angela, you are now in free fall. Sweet. We cut to somewhere else in the scar. We can't see anything. Oh, dang it. It's because freaking Zeke can't see anything again. <laughs> oh, good. Why? Voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to borrow an eye? Yeah, <laughs> I got an extra one. Uh, we got four of them, and we're not using any. <laughs> we hear the sounds of Heck exerting himself, chopping away at jungle underbrush, and kicking away at weird, time-distorted animals and creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the Zeeks douse their way along Chillhaven's hidden ley lines towards the final time monster. destination. Monster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I think uh, once we get close enough that like uh, whatever this place is would be in view, the broken car antenna serving as our dowsing rods uh, stop kind of pointing in a direction and just start spinning spinning wildly okay like a compass at the north pole sure so we we uh we hear again the audience is in darkness along with you zeke and we hear some kind of like uh, meaty slaps as these car antenna improvised dowsing rods start spinning around freely and apparently just like whipping against hex back meets mm-hmm. in front of you yeah oh 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 uh, Zeke, is everything okay? Ooh, they're going crazy. We must be getting close. Heck, do you see any big, ominous-looking buildings that might house some kind of monster up ahead? I see a house. Can a house be omni- omnivorous? Uh, uh, ominous, heck, ominous. Let's just open our eyes. And they open their eyes. Uh, yeah, you open your eyes, and you see a house. Barely distinguishable from the rest of the time-displaced jungle. At first, you think it's a trick of your eyes that a bunch of trees and bushes and lizards just conspired together to grow into a house-like shape. But then you realize that, no, that's goofy. Lizards are never conspiratorial. (laughs) And this is just a house that has almost completely turned back into or forward into jungle. You're not sure, because every Mm -hmm. house... Used to be jungle and will be jungle again. Little column A, little column B, probably. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then, Zeke, you see the ground as Heck shoves you roughly into the underbrush. Oof! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Hey, what the heck, man? Shh. What the heck, Heck? <laughs> Shh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. What are you, what are you doing? What's up? Look! And you look. <laughs> Once again, Willing your eyes to unfocus beyond this ominous jungle house. And that's when you see the group of SWAT-suited humans and hazmat-suited science goons surrounding the perimeter of the house. Shit, you can't get away Uh, from them. Old Zeke reaches up and, like, grabs Heck by the collar and drags him down to the ground also. Yeah, I I know. I pushed you down. I know to get down. You were still standing. I was getting there. I just felt bad that you got... I'm sorry. I didn't mean... I didn't know what else to do. No, it was good. Ref- it was a good instinct. I was just following your lead. Okay. I'm really sorry. It's okay. Normally, I don't tackle anybody outside of a school-sanctioned football environment. It was the right thing to do. All right. 
Uh, oh man. Uh, hmm. I'm going to cut and buy you some time. Yeah. I got to cut. Think. Back to Angela's attic is junior. You're on the ground. There's a monster coming. What are you doing? Um, so Angela's panicking a little bit, but, um, she's going to try to, um, trap this monster mm-hmm. instead of fight it. Um, and she's gonna yell to Saber and Penny. Penny, Saber, grab an object. We need to get out of here as fast as possible. We cut briefly uh, to the inside of the barn where Penny is hanging, suspended in the air by Saber Muto, who is floating ghostly and holding onto her by the armpits. Did she catch me? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Saber. That could have gone badly. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, one of the best part about being a ghost is uh, helping other people not become ghosts. That's good. I like that. (laughs) Wait, did you just hear Angela? What did she say? She said, find something. What? Grab an object. We need to get out of here. The monster. It's coming. Oh, I guess we were supposed to look for an object. Right. Okay, let's go. Um. Okay, and then Penny is going to... St- are we on like the... Bo- it would be what is normally the bottom of the barn? So you are... Uh, Penny, you kind of look around as y'all, y'all are floating here and um, get your bearings. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you see is above you a towering open void of barn Mm. uh, raising up almost out of sight below you is a hayloft uh which you have um your parabolic arc over which has just been interrupted by saber uh and you look down below the hayloft to a horse barn it's got all that barn stuff in here bales of straw Mm -hmm. all over the place those little uh bathroom stalls that horses live in it's got a bunch of those (laughs) Horses, not so much. Well, you know, but outside. horse accessories. There's oh, the shoes. The boy, howdy, are there horse the accessories? Yeah. We cut back outside to Angela, Atticus, Junior, prone on the ground, useless, torn old rope in hand, monster bearing down. Yes. So Angela is going to tie the monster with vines to a tree because she doesn't want to like kill it because we're trying to bring back these people so Uh she doesn't want to risk killing them so she's going to use her use magic use her vine magic to tie this creature back to a tree to hold it back okay you summon all of your fairy wilderness magic training uh you start to summon these entangling vines they're strong from the primordial forest to reach out and trap this centaur. To wrap them up. Yeah. So we see from these trees, the branches extending out and becoming looser and more vine-like. And we see new growth coming up from the ground beneath them. And all of these different magical vines start to wind themselves around these long, twisted, giraffe-like legs of this big centaur. And you hear a scream from both the human and horse heads 
uh, as it strains against its restraints. But it is held fast. As though you are yourself also straining in this magical effort, you feel a pain in your leg, and you look down to realize that when you hit the ground, you rolled and sprained your ankle, which is now... Sprained? Yep. Uh, so you see uh, how swollen your ankle is. But the monster is restrained. But the monster is restrained. Okay. Penny, a saber! Did you get it? Let's get out of here. The monster's all tied up. I didn't, I didn't get it yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotten there yet. Hurry up! Okay. <laughs> we cut back. No big deal. <laughs> we cut back across the scar. To Zeke and And heck. Crouched in the grass. Yep. Young Zeke. I know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the reader. I mean, it's for the listeners. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so the Zeke's look. There's goons everywhere. There's goons everywhere. Uh, well, you said there was like a SWAT team and also goons, right? It's They're working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some folks and there's some goons. They have different skill sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the Zeeks see the swarm of Indigo Labs uh, uh, staff and creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and I think young Zeke looks at old Zeke and says, what are we going to do? And old Zeke says, we're going to bide our time. What? Well, there's some kind of big crazy monster in there, right? Do you want to be the first one to go in and find out? No, they haven't seen us. We stay down here. Let them check it out first, see what we're up against. I like this. Zeke. Yes? Zeke. <laughs> what? You and you and heck crouch down behind some brush and watch and read the vibes as this platoon of human indigo SWAT people and indigo lab science goons approach the house in the scar. You see them uh, stop and a couple of non-goon individuals, presumably human, throw up some cool SWAT hand signals mm-hmm. and like point at their head and then put up some numbers with their fingers and then point around to different part of the house. And you see these teams split and one half of them enters quietly, carefully weapons drawn through the front door. The rest of them creep around the side of the house and disappear behind it. You wait, you watch, you study after a few minutes, you hear screams and sounds like water balloons popping. And then you see, out of one side of the house, an explosion of green gas being expelled through the window. Tear gas. And then, out of the other side of the house, an explosion of pink mist Shooting out the window. Oh, man. Okay. Let's review. What did we learn? (laughs) We learned that there's something real nasty in there that just killed every single fucking thing that went inside. 
Uh-huh. I learned that uh, I thought all the goons had green gas in them, but I guess some have pink gas in them. Both the Zeeks look at each other <laughs> and then at the same time just start going. Yeah, totally. Bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Special suck. pink goons. <laughs> uh, and young Zeke says, What do we do now? Well, I guess we're just going to have to be more careful than they were. And old Zeke stands his half of the body up, and young Zeke says, Well, we're just going to go in after that? And old Zeke says, Listen, we got to do what we got to do. Let's go. And they uh, start uh, walking towards the house as young Zeke fights every step of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just dragging one leg. No, no, wait, hold on. No. Nope, come on, come on, come on. Keep it down. No, I don't want to do this. Uh, Zeke, do you need to to carry you? Is something wrong with your leg? Yes, please, carry me in the opposite direction, away from here. Nope, heck, just come on. We're going to go in the house. (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. We cut back. To the inside of the big weird barn. Mm-hmm. We're scrambling. We're searching. Okay. Penny, you and Saber scrounge around inside of this barn. You see kind of vaguely out of the corner of your eye, bursts of dust and loose straw flying up as Saber just like half phases and half digs through piles of barn stuff. You see her get distracted by a big rusty wrench that she finds <laughs> for like... <laughs> Quite a while. <laughs> use it to fix her skateboard. Do you think they use this to fix big skateboards? Probably. Do you think I could keep it? Yeah. Are y'all done? No. Perfect. Okay. I don't want to look at this monster anymore. Close your eyes. Okay. We also hear the monster screaming from outside. And then Penny, you find near all the horse stalls. I don't know what they're really called, but that's what we're going to call them. That sounds right. A wood-paneled wall against which a long bench is resting. Beneath the bench, uh, you see some well-cared-for and apparently unaffected by time stuff riding boots. And on top of the bench, you see a a riding crop and hat. Hanging on this wood-paneled wall above those, you see pictures of a seemingly human woman riding a horse. In every picture, it's the same horse, this beautiful chestnut horse. You see this human woman riding this horse over little ditches, jumping it over little horse obstacles, and you see her atop the horse proudly accepting a variety of horse prizes. In every one of these pictures, Penny, you notice that this woman and this horse, who you learn from the big novelty check presented to the woman and the horse (laughs) together that the horse was named Mr. Troublefeet. (laughs) He really is Troublefeet now. You Mm -hmm. tied his Troublefeet up. Oh, man. (laughs) Those feet are some serious trouble. (laughs) You notice that in every one of these pictures, this woman and her horse are wearing matching, identical friendship bracelets. Oh, my God. And then you see hanging on the wall, just above the hat and riding crop, those same friendship bracelets. It's really cute. Penny says to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then Penny snaps out of it and grabs the friendship bracelets and puts them in her pocket and then um, heads back over to the window. For the record, the, uh, 
The human size friendship bracelet, um, the little letters on it spell out MR period TF heart. And on the horse size friendship bracelet, the little letters on it spell out Jennifer. 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 It's a very popular name in Chile. Outside of the barn, we hear cracking and creaking as the vines holding Mr. Troublefeet and Jennifer back begin to break. No, 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 no! Penny is going to <laughs> try to jump out of this window and grab the rope and really in a cool way, as cool as possible, just go down to the ground and land on her feet. Hell yeah! Let's act under pressure. I would love to. Oh well, my gosh. Wait. Yeah, because you're going to go back up onto the <laughs> loft and then jump out. Yeah, With, no, let's act rope, under pressure. Like, I'm like, what's up? Like Bruce Willis jumping out the window with a hose tied around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, if only I were cooler. Die hard this shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a five. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, beans. Oh, beans o'clock. If I don't try to do cool things. You're really going to die on this? Yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> Tell everyone it looked cooler than I it will, really was. I will. Sorry, Jennifer. <laughs> I know you're up there. Angela. <laughs> we cut outside to you as a shadow in the sky passes over you. And we see your face looking up towards the window, uh, the lofted window of the barn. And we see Penny White in slow motion, two eyes covered with a midnight blue sash. Third eye, wide open. (laughs) We see a bunch of weird fucked up birds fly up behind her. Like a John Woo, David Cronenberg collaboration. (laughs) Verbatim what I was about to say. And then Angela, you watch as Penny gracelessly Mm -hmm. flails across the sky (laughs) before crashing into the ground beside you. She didn't even touch the rope. She just literally leaps out of the window. <laughs> Does she take harm for that? Yeah, I'm sure I Penny, do. you're gonna take two harm. Great. Penny! Oh my mm. god, are you okay? No. What, what was your thought process when that saber? I mean, like, she could have just carried you down. I mean, like, look, she just floated on down here. She could have just grabbed you. As you're <laughs> waving away the uh, little circle of chirping birdies flying around Penny's head, Saber just phases through the side of the barn <laughs> and walks out. Hey, Saber. Oh, hey. Penny. Mm-hmm. Sick air. Thank you. I didn't see it, but I heard you hit the ground, so you must have caught some serious air. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I didn't see it either. <laughs> I still have my blindfold on. I did, and it was really fucking funny. But it's not funny that you're hurt. Not at all. Not at all. Nope. Mm-mm. We hear a scream and more breaking vines as the centaur... Presses harder against its restraints, and they fail bit by bit. Okay, y'all, let's wrap this up. Mm -hmm. You got, you got what we need. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, y'all, we need to leave right now. Can you help me? Yes. Um, so Angela's gonna pick up Penny and like throw her on her back Uh because I am strong as fuck, and so she's gonna carry Penny, um, on her back. Okay. Do you want to be piggyback or do you want me to sling you over my shoulder? Sling me over. I can't hold myself up. Okay. Angela, you effortlessly lift Penny off of the ground, drape her over your big 
beefy wooden shoulder. Mm. And uh, with saber in tow, charge back into the scar and away from the centaur. As y'all are running away, we hear the rest of the vines breaking and the cry of the centaur as it finally frees itself. were supposed to be hot. But maybe I just can't see through my own robocentric biases. Alas. Well, here are some regular humans who happen to be very hot. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Angela Abacus Jr. is performed by Megan Swissman. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Chenoir. James is also the sound designer and composer for the podcast. Every other speaking thing in Chillhaven is performed by Philip Swissman, who is also the producer and game master. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. Until next time, so long. Farewell. Off we nurse him. Goodbye.